Welcome to the Podcock Pcast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me tonight again on the program is Bobby Russell. How are you? I'm doing well, man. It's starting to feel like a real football season finally. And Bryce Bumgarner as well. How's it? Oh, it's always going just fine, especially after a Browns victory. Yeah. Yeah, kind of strut your stuff there. All right, let's oh, start strutting. out. <laughs> let's start out with uh, we're gonna full disclosure kind of fly through this tonight. Try to anyway. Uh, let's go with some Tim Allen trivia to start off the show. Now I did some research, guys. Uh, there's two available answers here. What is Tim Allen's favorite fast food chain? I will. You guys can just throw a guess out there. Oh my God! I mean, okay. You don't have to. Well, I'm gonna. I'm always asking for hints. Um, is it like a regional thing, or is it a national? No, like... both. Both answers that will be acceptable are very much national. Uh, some could argue international for both as well. Uh, Tim Allen always kind of strikes me as like a a Kentucky Fried Chicken kind of guy. Yeah, that was the first place my mind went to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but also like I wanted to say like Blimpy, like a sub place, <laughs> like a weird sub place. So, um, yeah, I'll say Kentucky Fried Chicken or Blimpy. Yeah, oh, man, you took my Kentucky Fried Chicken one. That that was the very first thing as soon as you said fast food. I thought of. Um, so my second one, I'm gonna say Burger King. Holy shit, we got we got one correct response. Bobby, congratulations, no. Burger King. Burger is, King, what the fuck? Listen, Burger King is one of the answers. The second answer is Taco Bell. Now, I found two articles when I was digging around the Google machine. And Tim Allen, <laughs> Tim Allen in a quote, said he is, by the way, he, I guess he isn't a, uh, or he is a healthy eater. But one of his guilty pleasures is Burger King. And he loves the original chicken sandwich. You know, the little sub-looking mm-hmm. one with the lettuce. Oh, yeah. And the mayo. So oh, it's not the mayo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, an, he's an OG chicken sandwich guy from Burger King. Then I saw another article where he said Burger King is his number one, but he is a big fan of the Doritos Locos Tacos. So that's kind of, you know, uh, in the last few years, those have came out. So at, at Taco Bell. So And, and the quote in the article is like, I mean – uh, well, he didn't say I mean, but the quote is, they made a frickin' taco shell to Doritos. Who wouldn't like it? So, yeah, I, w- I, th- I feel like this is a huge opportunity for Burger King to do a uh, a promo like they are like McDonald's is with Travis Scott and just you go up and say, the tool man sent me. Oh, tell, him, right. tell him the Santa Claus sent you. <laughs> so, there we go. That is, I feel like we should end the show there, but we, we must go on. All right, let's go to the National Football League, fellas. Uh, we're going to play a game, Dead or Alive. Um, shout out to Bon Jovi, a banger, um, obviously. So this is an 0-2 team. We're going to kill one off. They're done. We're not going to think about them, discuss them the rest of the season, not unless they do something um, utterly stupid that needs to be discussed. And we're going to save somebody. So I will start with Bryce. Um the 0 and 2 teams. Let's start with the AFC. We got Cincinnati. We got Houston, Miami, the New York New York Jets, and the Denver Broncos. 
in the NFC, we got the Detroit Lions, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, the New York Giants, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Bryce, kill one. They're dead. And keep one alive. Yeah, this is a no-brainer here. I mean, I think we would all be kind of in the same boat. At least I would hope so. Uh, the New York Jets, they are, uh, they are certainly dead. No pulse there. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, just – I don't know. The, the only bright side, I think – would be that that left tackle, Makai Becton. He was like, I saw a lot of good stuff from him on Sunday. Um, I did see a really good pass from Darnold, uh, a little film on him where he's scrambling for his life and, I mean, just chucks it downfield. I mean, hits a guy in stride for a touchdown. Um, but Adam Gase has got to go. I'm like, is he going to be the first coach fired? I don't know what's, what's going to happen here. But they're dead. See ya. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. I, uh, oh, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that one there. I mean, the Jets are just awful. I know they they were the last team we took in the AFC draft that I took. So I'm hoping for at least one win out of them. But um, yeah, there's nothing good about them. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little different route. I'm going to kill same city. I'm gonna kill the New York Giants. Saquon tears an ACL. Of course, there's a rash. Maybe unusual rash of injuries last week, but he is their offense. I'm not a Daniel Jones believer, first-year head coach. Um, if you look around the division, maybe a little foreshadowing, but Philly's in it. Washington's not bad through two weeks. And Dallas is Dallas, so I'm going to kill off the Giants. Now to, to run it back, the team, the team I'm going to keep alive, 0-2, Philly. I mean, they're beat up. I still believe in Wentz. And like I said, they get two games with the Giants and the Washington football team. So I'm going to keep alive the Eagles. Bobby, who's your team you're keeping alive? Uh, the team I'm going to keep alive, I'm going to keep it in the AFC, uh, the Houston Texans. Um, 0-2, kind of a couple bad breaks here, playing the two best teams in the NFL, week one and two. So their schedule has to get easier from there, without a doubt. Um, you know, they get the Lions down the line. They get the Jaguars twice. Um, they can probably split with the Colts and Titans each. They can play the Bengals. So there, there's a chance for them to rebound steadily after this. Um, you know, they have a third tough game this week with Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Um, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But I, I, I feel like with the AFC South, their roster, their defense, um, the Texans, they're going to they're rebound. They'll be just fine. Uh, yeah, I like that pick. I mean, obviously starting off with the Chiefs and the Ravens, that's a tough draw. Um, I thought they looked competitive at times throughout like each game, so it's really tough. So, um, But if I had to pick a team, what? the? Uh, I guess I'd go Vikings, right? 0-2? 0-2 yep. Vikings? Yep. I guess I would pick them uh, just because you, you never know what's going to happen with Green Bay with injuries down the road. You see uh, Devontae Adams, his, his hamstrings kind of giving him some fits. Um, you know, they're one hit away from Rodgers losing it. So uh, the Lions look like shit. And um, <laughs> the, somehow the Bears, you know, we'll talk about them here in a minute. But uh, um, they're doing their thing. And I, I just don't know if that's going to keep up. So I think, you know, if I had to pick a team that could still be competitive and still maybe win a division somehow, uh, I'd pick the Vikings. All right. Now the flip side of that coin, we're going to play a game called Fraud or God. Now we're going to look at the 2 and O teams. We're going to establish the clear cut right now. They're two weeks Super Bowl favorite. 
and then we're going to say which 2-0 and team uh, could nosedive our fool's gold, as our boy Luke would say, um, and all those good type things, I guess, or bad type things. So I'll start here. My God, right now, I know they're de- the defending champs, but I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I love their run defense. Uh, Lamar's been accurate. I mean, it's the regular season, so we'll see. They got a multitude of running backs they can get to, a lot of team speeds, solid in the special teams game. I love the Ravens. Uh, but, or Bryce, I'll get to you, fraud or God, um, with the 2-0 and o teams. I didn't even list them. If you need the list, I got it. Um, I mean, you know, just because I picked them out the gate, I, you know, the Chiefs, they're, they're, they're still the team to still the team to beat in the NFL. Um, playing a, a crazy road game against the against the Chargers, uh, against a really good defensive line. You know, they got kind of tested there. Uh, but Har- is Harrison Buck 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 Bucker right? Is that his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God, what an exhibition that guy put on there at the end of the game. I was just like, how do the Browns? How how can we not kick an extra point? And this guy just drills like 50, 53, 53, 58, You know, back to back or whatever it was. Um, so I'll just say the Chiefs. That's easy. It's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna stray away from those two for for my God pick. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, uh, they you know a tough game against the Patriots on Sunday night, which ended up being a really good game. Uh, came down to goal line stand stopping Cam when that quarterback run. Everyone knew that was coming. Um, defense is great again. Uh, they do lose Bruce Irvin. I just saw his season's over. Uh, I'm not sure what the injury was there. Um, that, Did he get a punctured lung or something? Was it a team doctor injury? Or <laughs> Good God. Yeah, we, we got to touch on that, too. Um, yeah, I like the Seahawks offense. Russell Wilson's playing awesome. They finally took the, the leash off of him, and he's just able to go out there and just play. Um, so they're, they're my pick for my God right now. You know, they got a couple good wins in their boat. Um, they still got to play the Rams, Cardinals, the 49ers all twice. So that's kind of a tough, toughest division in the NFL right now, but they're looking good so far. All right, Bobby, um, run it back through. Uh, who's who's the fraud right now? Uh, my fraud, I'm going to stay in the NFC West and go with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, week one, uh, you know, I, I don't think San Francisco was the, their best, obviously coming off of no heart, like a minimized training camp. Um no tackling, no preseason games. So I don't know if we can consider that kind of like a great win for the Cardinals since it was kind of everybody just coming out for the first time. Um, and then I believe they, they beat the football team this week, this past weekend. Um, <laughs> they, they, they did beat the football team. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, th- those are two wins that, yeah, they're wins. They, they count no matter what, whether by winning by one or a hundred. But they're not great wins in my book, and I think eventually teams are going to catch up to their offense, um, figure out ways to contain Kyler and double-team Hopkins the whole time. I think that essentially shuts them down because they really haven't had much else going on for them this year. Bryce, what about you? Who's your fraud? Um, Yeah, so, Bobby, you're going to hate me here, but I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. Um, Look, I get it. 2-0, 2-0, defense been playing just fine week one um, against, you know, the Giants, who I'm like, you know, we just said that they're, they're garbage. You just killed them. So, 
Um, I don't know. I just I was expecting them, especially after Drew Locke to go down, just to kind of step on the gas pedal and, and, and fucking really give it to the Broncos. Um, they let them hang in the game. You know, usually a good defense will kind of take over against um, – God, what was his name? Uh, quarterback, Denver. Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll, right. So, he, he just – he hung in there, uh, found Noah uh, Fant there. Like, they just couldn't stop him. And, honestly, had, like, a really good chance to win that game. Like, kind of coming down the street. It got, it's got too, too, too uncomfortable for me. I was sitting there watching it because the Browns were off, and I'm like, Man, kind of licking my chops a little bit at the Steelers, thinking, man, this is a beatable team. Um, I don't know. Bobby can probably elaborate a little bit more on it. But not saying they're awful. I just don't think they're going to be what I thought they were going to be from week one. Uh, I completely agree with every single point you made there. The exact same thoughts I had watching the game. You know, We go up 17-3, to and we get the ball out of halftime. Chance to go up 24-3, and our offense just didn't look like – look like a pop warner team uh so like our offense is hindering our ability we should have we should have pulled away in that game they it kind of took some pressure off of driscoll too which i was like come on it's a career backup guy he wasn't even that good in college like, just gord ran the ball really well like i was surprised yeah I, I was surprised by that too after how they shut down barkley in week one but you know, I I almost picked them as my fraud team, even though they are my team, just because of, you know, they played two subpar opponents. We finally get the Texans to come in this week, so we'll really see how we play. But I, I completely agree with all those points you made. Yeah, uh, mine's I, – I mean, I feel like this is the obvious one to me anyway, obviously. I got to go Bears. I know they got a good defense, but I, I'm not going to believe in Mr. Trubisky until – uh, oh, ever. So, um, and, you know, the Lions blew that game. And uh, last week, I mean, wait, the Lions are, they're not 2 and 0. Oh, no. no. What are the Bears? My bad. I looked at the Lions from last week. I'm trying to remember who the Bears play. Oh, they beat the Giants by four. So, come on. Those are yeah. two. Terrible wins. All right. And, um, yeah, so there we go. Fraud or God, uh, we will bring that back and dead or alive. All right. Um, I guess you guys brought it up. We got we to gotta talk real quick about the Styrod Taylor situation that broke today. Uh, just unbelievable. Bryce, you're, you're – I mean, we text about it, but go yeah, ahead. I, Take the floor. I mean, I'm like – I'm trying to think if this has ever happened before, like a – an injury from a team doctor. I mean, it had to have been right before the game, right? I mean, I haven't really dove into details. Yeah, well, um, Herbert came out with the quote after the game Sunday, and they're like, when when did you think you were going to start the rookie out of Oregon? He's like five to ten seconds before kickoff. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying – but it had to happen within that, that pregame warm-up window, obviously. Yeah, they shot him up and, like, they're like, oops, went a little deep. You know, I, I, I've gotten what, shots before we all have, and they're like – Little pinch, you know, I don't <laughs> – that was a big pinch uh, by a doctor. And, like, from what I'm reading, you know, everyone's like, oh, they're gonna ha- he's going to all have all these lawsuits. I don't think he's able to sue this doctor. I think whenever you, you know, you're part of this union, you sign this, you sign that, like, you know, what happens, happens. I don't think they can come back on him. But uh, he might not have a job. That's about it. Yeah, I saw that too with um, – I saw – I think it was Jeff Schwartz on uh, Twitter – 
former lineman was like, you know, when you sign that dotted line, you don't get any right to sue them for any medical malpractice. Uh, and another one I saw was the doctor they had before this had two DUIs, was raided by the DEA for writing himself his own prescriptions. Oh, man. He Hell, se- yeah. He severed a patient's artery. And Jesus. And career-ending misdiagnosis, who was, like, his license was taken away in 2013. So chargers just don't know how to hire good doctors. Yeah, yeah who, vet, who vetted that fucker? <laughs> who, who were his references? They're like, uh, he's good at my, you know, gives me any prescription I want. Crazy. I just, I mean, there's no, I know individually, but maybe, I don't know. I didn't see the Jeff Swartz tweet, but can like the, uh, like the players association take some course uh, of action or is that not a thing? It, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. That's, I think that's one of those situations where you're part of that union. You basically agree to certain things in the CBA and that might be one of those ones that kind of gets slipped through that, you know, no one really ever thinks about. Just unbelievable. I mean, Dean Spanos is uh, the Chargers owner. Um, get, I mean, just get somebody better. And now, you know what I was thinking about? I didn't finish the whole season because I was just bored to, to tears with hard knocks. But, like, the Chargers obviously were one of the two L.A. teams featured. And it showed pretty much the first two episodes all the protocols going on through uh, with the COVID situation and stuff like that. Like, not to jinx anything, but, like, were the Chargers doing stuff above board like they should be or now? I mean, it makes you wonder. Absolutely. Uh, oh, well. Hey. It worked out for them. I think they found the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tyrod's all right, but you're not. Anyway, you're not going far with it. All right, let's go. Week three uh, previews and predictions for the National Football League. Um, we'll start with the notable games, then go to our teams. Uh, the one o'clock games, we got the Rams at the Bills. Both teams 2-0. Bills, two-point favorite. Bobby, um, thoughts, opinions, prediction, gambling, advice, whatever you want. Take the floor. Yeah, uh, right off the bat with this one, you know, the Rams lose their top two running backs to injuries. Akers and Malcolm Brown um, might not be able to play this weekend. So they're kind of down to their third. They kind of missed out on Son of Devontae Freeman. Um, so I feel like the Bills be able to kind of stuff the run game and kind of sit back on the secondary, you know, led by Tredavious White, who we've talked about at length so far this year on the podcast. Um, so I, I like the Bills in this one. You know, Josh Allen's playing out of his ass right now. I think he's going to keep that up. Him and Stephon Diggs is – like a match made in heaven for Buffalo right now. Um, minus two right now spread. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bills plus the points. Bryce? Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say. Uh, I, I think Josh Allen's playing really efficient. Uh, I like I like the Bills, and I like them more than I thought I would. So there's that. I'll take the Bills. Another thing to factor in when you're looking at this game at a, from like a handicapping standpoint, I believe. Now I know the Niners stayed over, West Coast stayed on the East Coast. I think they went to West Virginia actually, in between last week's game, this week's game. I thought I read last week that the Rams were actually going to fly back from Philadelphia, back to the team facility, which is crazy. But with COVID and stuff like that. 
it's probably hard to find lodging and and a safe clean um practice area and stuff like that i know these teams have a bunch of money but i think i read that that could be completely made up but i don't know why i'd make something like that up so what i'm saying is two straight west east coast trips uh that's asking an awful lot and like bobby mentioned uh the backfield's banged up so i think we're all three rolling uh circling the wagons with the buffalo bills all right another one o'clock game two and oh raiders John Gruden, he goes in, faces Bill Belichick and the one-on-one Patriots. Patriots laying six in this one. Um, I love the way Cam played last week. Uh, crowd, regardless or not, Seattle, tough team, and it's tough to go up in there and get a win. I think the Raiders come back down to earth. Shorter week, they played Monday night, getting the Pats, and I think I'd lay the six. Bryce, what do you say? Uh, I'm rolling with the Raiders here. I don't know. Oh. I feel like something's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I'm not sold on the Patriots. I thought that what they did in Seattle was was phenomenal. Like you say, Cam Newton's got it going on. Um, I just think Derek Carr's like this might be his year. I don't know. That kind of we've all been waiting for. Um, defense looked a little shaky at first. They gave up. You know, had had that game could have got out of hand, but they they hung in there. Um, you know, we can talk about how the Saints kind of shit the bed a little bit, but uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the momentum they've got going on, and uh, um, I'll, I'll roll with the Raiders. Yeah, I, on this one, um, nobody takes away your opponent's best player like Bill Belichick defenses can. Um, so they're, I think effectively they're going to shut down Josh Jacobs this game. Uh, they find a way to stop him. They've got a sneaky good secondary too with the McCourties um, and uh, Stephon Gilmore still. They, quietly, there's – they haven't missed a beat by losing um, Tom Brady. Um, and like I said, Belichick defenses. Uh, and they got the greatest collection of hair in the NFL right now between Cam Newton and Steve Belichick with his mullet, his blonde mullet. Um, <laughs> minus six at home against the Las Vegas Raiders coming out east. Uh, I'm going to hammer the Patriots in this one plus the points. All right, let's go to the 4 o'clock uh, matinee, uh, the Dallas Cowboys 1-1. That, I mean, the fact that we didn't kill the Falcons for blowing another one is uh, kind of a, a miss on our, our whole uh, collective parts here. But uh, anyway, Cowboys come back one epic. Uh, they go into Seattle, take on the 2-0 and Seahawks. Seahawks a 4 and one half point favorite. Bryce, you can start this one out here. Uh, what do you say? Hello? Yeah. Hey. Are you there? I'm there. <laughs> Sorry. Literally, I'm on my cell phone. I've got somebody calling me nonstop. So there's that. So we're real professional here. Um, <laughs> Cowboys, who do they have this week? Good to Seattle. Oh, yeah. They're fucked. Not, not because... <laughs> Not just because Seattle's a better team, but I have a feeling they're looking ahead to the to the week four matchup against the Cleveland Browns. So um, I think this should be a fun game. But uh, Seattle, like Bobby said, you know, I think they're they're right now just like the team to beat in the NFC. Um, really like what they did, and Cowboys aren't going to be able to come back like that. Uh, not every time against a. a the Falcons, who are just notable 
uh, tanker. So yeah, give me, uh, give me Pete Carroll. Bobby. Yeah. I'm going to roll right with that. You know, I just talked up the Seahawks as my, as my God team right now. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game than people expect. Um, spread four and a half right now. I'm actually going to take the Cowboys plus four and a half on that in a three point game. Uh, Cowboys cover in this one, but Seahawks get the win. And uh, I think they do it in dominating fashion in the low scoring game, too. Yeah, I'm locked up with you guys. I don't think I touch this from a gambling aspect, but um, I, I do like Dallas still. It's early, but the way Russ. Danger Russ has came out and played. DK Metcalf is fucking unguardable. Um, yeah, I, I think the Seahawks uh, stay clean. Sunday night game, final one. Then we'll get to our team's games. Uh, the Packers, too, now. They'll go into the Superdome, take on the Saints, uh, the one-on-one New Orleans Saints. They are a three-point favorite. Give me the Packers. Drew Brees, I said it late in the year last year. I felt like I was kind of had the curve a little bit. But he kind of looks toast. He looks toast to start this season off. Um, I don't know about Michael Thomas's availability, but uh, the way A-Rod just came out, the Packers put 40 on uh, the board last two weeks. I don't think they do that again this week, but give me the pack. Um, Bobby, what say you? Uh, for, for me, this one comes down to if Michael Thomas plays or doesn't play. If he plays, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Um, just because, you know, Breeze, if he can throw the ball five yards, uh, Michael Thomas can run that route and do some magic with it, catch 10, 20 passes a game like he usually does. If he doesn't play, um, Green Bay's just going to stack it up and try to stop Kamara because that seems to be all they can do, that and Taysom Hill trick plays. Um, so it's a toss-up to me. Um, if I had to pick right now without knowing who's playing, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Packers in this one. Uh, Drew Brees looks like a kind of like a frail old man. I don't know what it is. is. Is he getting smaller? Like it just seems like he's like, just looks like if I was back there, like throwing the ball. I mean, obviously I'm not Drew Brees' arm, but like that same oh, yeah. size and everything. He just seems like he's a small dude now. I don't I don't get it. Maybe um, he's wearing bigger pads. That's it. That could be it. But um, <laughs> yeah, Mike Thomas is obviously a huge huge factor. I was hoping that like. I don't know, like Emmanuel Sanders coming over, like they would kind of use him more, but it seems like they kind of shied away from him. And uh, I mean, Kamara's a dude, but I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, like, this is his fuck you tour, and uh, you're seeing it. We're living it. Yeah, one stat, and then we'll get to um, our games. Drew Brees has thrown one pass, and it's two games. I get that. One, he's thrown one pass, though, that has traveled 20 yards in the air or more. So, and I'm not saying Drew Brees was ever in the deep ball thrower anyway, but that's, that's rather stunning. When you look at somebody like Tom, uh, Tom Brady, similar age, uh, he might not, he might not have the live uh, or the life in his arm. He used to as well, but he could still huck it down the field quite a few yards. So it's crazy. Um, All right. I'll start with my game. Then we all won last week. I'll go. Then, Bryce, you go with your brownies, and Bobby, close us out with your Steelers. But uh, the Niners, they stay in New York, take on the Giants. The Niners are a four-point road favorite. Uh, the turf was bad last week, I guess. Nine Niners hurt. Bosa's gone for the year. Solomon Thomas is gone for the year. 
Nick Mullins probably starts this week. I have a controversial take. I'm ready to punt on the season. Jimmy G, I don't think, is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, I said quarterback. It might not have sounded like that, but I say we tank for Trevor and come back with that corn healthy next year. And Trevor Lawrence, quarterback with Kyle Shanahan. It's a pipe dream. I know that's not going to happen, but that's what I say. And I don't care. Niners probably win because the Giants stink and they lost Saquon. So, um, Bryce, your Browns. Go. Hey, we beat Cincinnati and in like Browns fashion. Um, you can never just beat a team and like I can be comfortable at the end of the game. Like it came down to a freaking onside kick for some like some reason. Uh, anyway, they won. That's all that matters. One and one, five hundred. Uh, going into week three uh, against the uh, the Washington football team. Um, you know, I, I like this matchup. I think I, as far as the Browns like go, I, I think they're going to win the game. Um, similar to Cincinnati, you know, young quarterback, uh, not a whole lot of weapons, not a huge running game. you got Scary Terry out there, wide receiver, who uh, Dwayne Haskins loves to throw to. I think he had another 100-yard game. Um uh, as far as the Browns' offense goes, they're going to be tested by a really great defensive line. Uh, looking forward to this uh, uh, Chase Young and Jedrick Wills matchup, and also he'll be lining up over Jack Conklin, who comes back uh, healthy. He's practicing. Uh, that ankle's all, all good to go. Um, but, man, hats off to the interior line against, you know, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Really just handled things. You could see the recipe that the Browns were trying to, like, you know, get going. Nick Chubb. You've got you got him for three quarters, and then uh, the old uh, Kareem Hunt coming in the fourth quarter, nice and fresh, and just ripping off, you know, seven, eight, nine yard uh, carries. Um, Stefanski's game plan was perfect. I loved it. Got Baker in a nice rhythm early on. Of course, you're playing the Bengals. I get it, um, but uh, I look for that that uh, you know recipe to keep keep going on uh, week three. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, I don't know, man, like. He doesn't have a whole lot around him, but he doesn't really, like, he's not going to win you games. Yeah, he'll lose them, but, like, he's just, he looks like he's going to be kind of a mediocre quarterback. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, not this week, but um, I like, I like the Browns. And what's that? Is that a five-point spread, six-point spread? Touchdown and an extra point right now. Seven-point oh. favorites. Okay. Okay, yeah. I think, I think the Browns, like, pull this one out and, like, actually dominate the team. So I look for the Browns to uh, get up big early and stay on it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, get ready for them uh, trip to Dallas-Fort Worth. Bobby, go with your yeah. Steelers. Yeah, uh, like, like Bryce said earlier, uh, this is going to be our first real test. You know, we get uh, top 10 quarterback in the league coming in. Uh, Deshaun Watson can do it through the air, do it with his legs. Um, David Johnson has been a real good pickup for them. Um, it kind of sucks. I know Houston fans, some of my friends that are, are still pissed off that they traded Hopkins for him. Um, but like, like I said, I, I still believe in Houston. You know, they're going to turn it around. Um, Pittsburgh, offensively, our inability to run the ball right now in the first half just kills us. You know, we can't get to play action going because we can't threaten anybody with a run. Um, we get David DeCastro back this week, hopefully, uh, right guard. So that should give us some uh, an all-pro right guard back. So that should give us some boost in the run game, the trap game. Uh, you know, we're starting to see a lot more zone running with Connor. He actually had a decent 
game last week shut me up after I effectively eliminated him week one from the team. Um, so, But he didn't really rip off anything until the second half when we're just trying to kill clock and get the game over. Um, the, like, like Bryce said, it, it, for the Browns, how they can't ever just put a team away. They have to survive the onside kicks and the Hail Mary. Pittsburgh is the exact same way. We've just been a little bit luckier in the previous 10 years, the previous decade. Um, that We're the same way. You know, our defense plays great in that first half, and then all of a sudden they make Jeff Driscoll look like 2002 Tom Brady. So I, I think this is a perfect test for Pittsburgh this week. Uh, I'm glad this game is at home in, in Pennsylvania. Um, if it was in Houston with the travel and everything, I, I don't feel as confident. Um, then, and then this is one that I think we have to have. Um, the schedule coming up after this gets pretty tough for Pittsburgh. Uh, Titans, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. Um, so I, this sounds is really what, tough. Yeah. Um, the Browns. I, I mean, I got to give the Browns some respect. I mean, they I actually respect them this year, unlike years past. Um, so Thank you. I, <laughs> we have we have to have this one. Um, you know, Ben's looked great. Uh, the first couple drives in the week one, he didn't look the best. I think he was still a little bit nervous. Um, that's all out the window now. He's firing on every cylinder. Um, he looks great. He's lost a lot of weight. Um, I wish the beard was still as long as it was when he wasn't shaving it. But, you know, it's it's, it's been nice to have competent quarterback play for well over a year now. Yeah, uh, Steelers are a four-point favorite uh, for those that are into that kind of stuff. So, um, sounds like um, you're scared, but uh, are optimistic, right? Uh, yeah, hit the hit the nail on the head there with that one. <laughs> All right, let's go to segment two, news dump. We're just going to go through uh, some of the headlines and current events going on in the non-football world. Uh, the U.S. Open happened this weekend. I didn't watch much of it. I'm going to be honest with you. I know that Bryson DeChambeau won. He's kind of a weird character. Uh, six under was the only golfer under par. Uh, I completely fucked up the uh, how I thought the tournament would go. Um, I thought, you know, you'd have to play conservative. Um, but this, when this guy could just bomb it out there and flip wedges all day. I guess you got to tip your uh, scholarly cap to him. Um, you guys, uh, did you guys watch uh, any thoughts, opinions, or anything else to offer? Um, I watched. Uh, I watched a little bit on Saturday and Sunday. I watched a little bit on Thursday and Friday while I was working at home. Um, you know, Bryson won one for the thick boys, and I'm proud of him. Um, you know, the U.S. Open's always the course that they always pick the courses where you shoot. You know, a two under, a three under, a, a low like. Not a great score, but still better than, you know, most. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was fun to watch in the downtime, like in between games and everything, and when my teams wasn't on. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just a nice change of pace when you're just trying to drink a few beers and get in the zone for football. Um, yeah, I, I'm still, like, not sure on the name Bryson. Like, it's kind of like my name, but – Oh, it, it is. Weirder. Um, I thought about naming my son that just because that would make sense. But um, yeah, I, I who was it? Was it Wolf? What was his? Uh, what's his first name? You know, Matt, like, uh, Matt Wolf. Yeah, what a swing! How about that? 
Like that was some wicked shit. He he's something else. I was kind of pulling for him because he's he's a young kid. He was a, I think he was a, a, a national champ at Oklahoma State, and then um, I was kind of kind of pulling for him down the stretch. But he 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 fucked up uh, on Sunday, and and Bryson, you know, yeah, not hitting fairways, but just bombing it out there like three twenty five, like very consistent, uh, and um, you know, consistently doing that. Uh, he's got the hat. He is he is very thick, thick neck. I like a thick neck, and. Um, God, what, what? Everybody like talks about like who they don't like, and I guess he's not a favorite. Like no one really likes him. Um, I don't know. I'm not like too involved in like people I don't like as far as golfers go. The only hateable golfer I think is like that Patrick Reed, who's like looks like a total douchebag. Yeah, Either. I think the hate. It, I think the hate is just he's kind of, you know, all his irons are the same length. Um, so I think a lot of people don't like him just because he's doing it kind of an unconventional way. Yeah, and, like, and, he had a weird uh, thing when he won the Masters, right? Like, he, he like, won the Masters, but, like, none of his parents were there. and like Oh, his, you're talking his, about Reed now. I was talking yeah, about I'm sorry. Bryson. I'm sorry, yeah, Patrick Reed. Sorry. For oh, everybody, everybody hates Patrick Reed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's a douche. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Bryson, yeah. he's, I think he's just misunderstood. I don't know if I like him, but I that's not – I don't have a – I hate for him, so that's that's where I stand on it. Gotcha. Um, so I guess are we good, are we good with golf? I mean, I think we're Ma- good with golf. Yeah, we're, Mas- we're on the Masters. Masters yeah. in a few weeks, I believe. It's gonna be odd uh, September Masters, but uh, I'm excited for it. All right, let's go NHL playoffs. Uh, I guess we'll clear the runway for Bryce here. Uh, Bolts. Thank and you. a dead lock one one series uh, game yeah. three going on. What's this? Uh, I'm like kind of mad. We're we're doing a podcast right now. They're playing. I, what's the score? I I just I got a DVR, but I'm ready to hear it. What's tell me? Tell me what's happening. You're not gonna Anybody? believe this. It is uh zero zero. I don't know if the game is technically the puck hasn't dropped yet, but uh... okay, good, 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 good. All right. Um, you know what they say, guys? When there's when there's thunder. There's lightning. Or did I have that backwards? All right. (laughs) Anyway. All right. NBA play. Yeah. Yeah. The Bolts. That was talking hockey. (laughs) All right. NBA playoffs. Um, We're trying to get Bobby out of here uh, so he can watch the Celtics. Uh, They go off or tip off here in a little bit. Uh, 2-1, Heat lead the series, like I said. I'll throw it to you, Bobby, but this this has seven written all over it to me. Your thoughts on uh, the the series with your Celts? Yeah, it should be 3-0 to zero Celtics right now going into a four-game sweep, but, you know, blowing 17 and 14-point leads is just what the Celtics do. They're, they're, they're like the – they're like every team that I pull for it is the same thing. You know, they get up. They take their foot off the gas and then they just blow it. Um, I, I believe it's going seven. Um, although Gordon Hayward's son was born today, Gordon Jr., uh, so he automatically gets that dad strength. I think Bryce can attest to that. Uh, oh yeah. So I, I got Celtics coming in tonight, two-two, um, and then it comes to a best of three. So you know I'm pulling for my boys, but if they lose, you know it was a good run. Yeah, Bryce, I don't know if you had anything to add to uh, the East or the West, yeah. I'm pulling for the, like, again, the 
nobody gives a fuck NBA Finals with the the Nuggets <laughs> and the Heat. So <laughs> that's my dream, and it, it could be a possibility. I did see where like the Nuggets coach, like his mom, has like a disease, or she's like going through some shit. So like, you know, hey, I'll I'll pull for them. I guess I don't know. Yeah, go Heat. I I. Just to close out here, I still think it's going to be Celtics-Lakers. Um, Sunday night AD had, I guess, his first true Laker moment, if you want to call it that, with the buzzer beater. I don't know why uh, Mason Plumley was subbed in. Um, and then kind of just let LeBron screen him and without setting a screen. Anywho, um, I still think, you know, I th- Denver, they're going to compete. I still think that goes five, and I, I, I get the Celtics and seven. Uh, final little, little bit of news and notes. Um, again, Bryce was just clamoring to talk um, lug nuts, gears, wedge adjustments, yes, uh, two, two and four tires, pit stops. Um, so I guess we'll talk about Michael Jordan collaborating and teaming up with Denny Hamlin to purchase a charter and will be a Cup Series owner next season going forward. Um, no, I, I, me, it's just cool. I think it's going to, you know, uh, Bubba Wallace is the driver. So, you know, the one black driver to keep that diversity in the sport, obviously a great thing. Having a, a minority owner and Michael Jordan um, is unbelievable. I mean, he's fucking MJ if you're crying out loud. Um, it's just a sport that, you know, I think Bobby would maybe agree with me here. You look – Four or five years ago, uh, Jeff Gordon retiring, Tony Stewart retiring. Um, the ratings weren't great. It, it just kind of seemed like, oh, this ain't looking good for the whole sport as a whole. Now it seems like it's on an uptick. I know the pandemic had actually a lot to do with that when they were kind of the only ones on a national scale doing their thing and, and kind of brought that normalcy back. But um, I'll throw D. Bobby first and Bryce so you could chime in. Uh, oh, I've just, got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> just go go ahead. Your thoughts here. Um, I did see where this was going to kind of prompt uh, Stefan Marbury to sponsor a team and have a Starberry <laughs> uh, car. <laughs> Is it Stephen Stephen Barry uh, Starberry car? I think. Um, Steve. Wow. <laughs> Stephen yeah. Barry. It'd be a David yeah. Lottos. Yeah, I, I think. Um, <laughs> Who 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 did the McDonald's car? I think he's coming back. Elliot, awesome Bill, from awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Yeah, I think I yeah. think he's coming back out, and he's going to ride in the Starberry car. I'd I'd lo- I'd love that. Now that's rumored. That's ru- a rumored thing. I'm, I'm not signing first off reported. This is what I've heard. <laughs> first reported here on the Podcock Podcast. Yeah, much credit. So anyway. Sorry, Bobby. Go ahead and actually <laughs> contribute to this conversation. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with everything Peacock said. Um, you know, the pandemic I think helped NASCAR because that was the only thing on, and then the i racing was huge. I know millions of people tuned in to watch the i racing, a video game on TV, and just for them to see like the drivers in their own element and having fun with it, things you don't normally get the typical see from them, uh, really opened it up. And then with Bubba. Um, you know, he's been awesome. You know, we've seen the tides change and sort of like the fandom this year. Um, you know, if, if you were against certain stuff that NASCAR has outlawed, you were never really a true fan of NASCAR in the first place. Um, 
And then obviously having Jordan come in, um, being the second um, former NBA player to own a team now, uh, shout out Brad Doherty. Um, oh, yeah. I, it's going to be awesome. You know, Denny's been a partner with him for many years, um, uh, sponsored by Jordan Brand. Um, does a lot with Jordan. And Jordan growing up in North Carolina, um, there have been interviews, uh, especially around like the Darlington races. You know, he said he used to go to those races with his dad, and he was really invested in, in racing back then. Um, so it's going to be cool to see. It's going to be cool to see all the different sponsors. And, you know, obviously Jordan and Danny both have made billions of dollars in their careers. Um, so being able to put that money into a team, um, that'll probably be – it'll be a Toyota team, so I think it'll be aligned with Joe Gibbs. So they'll, oh, be, yeah. getting, they'll be getting great stuff. Um, it'll, it'll be great for Bubba. And I think, you know, he's got five top tens this year in a subpar car with Richard Petty, uh, motorsports. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. You're going to see a whole new wave of fans. It's going to expand NASCAR tremendously. And, um, you know, a couple other things with that, with the Nashville race next year. And then, um, I like what they're doing. Yeah. Circuit of the Americas. I think that'd be awesome to see, possibly have like a, do that, like a, a playoff race so that they can kind of match that up with the F1 race that weekend too, and just kind of build those two sports together, those two uh, factions of motorsports. So I'm really excited for the future of NASCAR. Uh, I'm great, I'm glad that everybody's kind of paying more attention to it and getting more exposure. Yeah, I think it's going to be great for motorsports overall. Now yeah. that's Circuit of the Americas I'll, track. Um, uh, sorry, just to interject guys- real quick. Um, is there the is there multiple tracks in the United States, or is it just the one in Texas? Well, there's like, there's multiple courses, but Circuit of the Americas, yeah, that's that's a track in Austin. Okay, um, yeah, I've, I I've, I saw the Dixie Chicks there uh, one time. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's that. That's another. Thing what? I just thought I would say. So. Oh, hey, are you there's... ribbing us right now or is that, is that real life no 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 that's 100 percent true my wife is like you want to see the dixie chicks i was like uh i'm not gonna pay for the ticket it was way too expensive um she's like it's in august i'm like great a fucking august outdoor concert in fucking central in texas. texas i'm sure that'll be uh only 115 degrees and it was and boy uh <laughs> i'm not gonna say i i hated it but um no, no, no. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know a whole lot of Dixie Chicks music, but like, you know, I, I tap my feet a little bit. I, you know, I, I put one on for the wife. You know, she comes to the, the sporting events with me, even though she's a Buckeye fan. But uh, yeah, I, I've, you know, Circuit of America, that's a, that's a big event with, you know, F1 and all the, all the uh, G, is it G something? The, the motorcycle races they have out there. Yeah, that's a huge thing for the, um, for the city. Uh, brings in a ton of money. I mean, you're seeing helicopters flying all over the place. It's like huge. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's I, I heard that and I said, hmm, wonder if, which course they're going to race at. So there's that. Enough with NASCAR. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's finish out college football. I'm going to call just a little bit of an audible here. I don't really feel like going that in depth with an SEC preview. Uh, we're going to do it, uh, but. I guess we'll just go let's go predictions for how we think the divisions will finish and then you know if you think there's you know three SEC teams that are p- going to be actual playoff contenders uh when that, that time rolls around or whatever uh you go so who wants to volunteer to go first I can if you guys want I, I mean 
Yeah, what well, you're talking. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead with the pace. All right, in the east. Sorry, Vanderbilt, you're bringing up the rear. Um, I actually think South Carolina, even though they're quarterback, I don't know his name, but he looks like Steven Garcia's clone. Uh, I think they're coming up next. I got Mizzou. I don't know why. I just think Mizzou's going to finish fifth. Um, but right here, your top four are actually going to be pretty good teams. Um, got Kentucky. They got a big one with Auburn this weekend. I like what Mark Stoops has done there. Um, Tennessee, building off that momentum from last year, I don't think they're quite ready to take the steps that their fan base is going to uh, – or thinks the balls will take this year. But Jeremy Pruitt's building something nice there. Um, man, I I guess I'll go Florida second. I'm not a huge Kyle Trask guy, but if you look around the SEC, there's not too many quarterbacks you can look at and be like, yeah, there there's the guy uh, like Tua and what Burrow turned into last year. And Georgia's going to come in. Uh, I think they won the East. I know that's boring, but they're still trying to get JT Daniels eligible. I don't know if that's going to work, but they're making all the efforts too. But Kirby's smart. He recruits well. Defensively, they're going to be awesome. In the West, Arkansas is going to be terrible. I know they brought in a new head coach, Sam Pittman, uh, but they were awful last year. And their schedule, uh, of course, is brutal. I got Ole Miss next. Lane Kippen's in the fold. That's going to be fun. Thank uh, God. But, yeah, but you know they're they're not ready yet. Give him a couple of years if he stays there to build something up. I actually do kind of like Mississippi State this year. Um, Mike Leach comes in. They got uh, I believe is it the Costello kid. Uh, yeah, he transfers from Stanford. Um, they're going to be fun. Throw the ball around. I don't know if it's going to work immediately or at all, but you know, just seeing Mike Leach in the SEC as the head coach is kind of bonkers to me. Uh, and then your top four again in the West are very established. A and M's going to be good, but they got a lot of guys that are opting out that was going to be key contributors. Um, still got Kellen Mond calling the signals. I think he's solid. I got them coming fourth. I'm going to take LSU third. I'm going to take a wait and see approach, Coach. O, obviously, defensively they're going to have freaks. It's going to be LSU, uh, but Jamar Chase is setting out. We don't know what Brennan. The new quarterback's going to be like, so I think they come in third. I do like Auburn, which scares me because every year I like Auburn. They kind of have that off season, and then the years, um, not much high or not very high on Auburn. They're good, but Bo Nix is back at quarterback for Gus Malzahn. I believe his eighth season uh, at Auburn, and then it's boring. Don't care who's Alabama's quarterback, whether it's a freshman Bryce Young or Mac Jones. Um, this could be Saban's best defense talent-wise. Uh, they're going to be filthy on that side of the ball. Najee Harris, of course, uh, controls the clock. Alabama um, and Georgia in the SEC title game will take Alabama to win. And I think Florida, Georgia, and Alabama are the three teams that are really, truly contenders for the college football playoff and will be top ten teams all year round. Uh, who wants to go next and run through their predictions? Um, I can just chime in a little bit. I don't have like a, here's my list, and this is what okay, I'm sticking that's to. That's fine. Uh, yeah, there's a, you, you touched on it, kind of like a, a mass exodus of, of talent, especially at quarterback, you know, Burrow, uh, Tua, and then uh, even, you know, Jake Fromm had his had his day 
uh, at Georgia, even though last year was a complete failure for, for, for their standpoint. But uh, um, I, I, something, you know, qu- quarterback plays such a huge part of college football. Um, I, I, you said you're not high on Kyle Trask. I, I, I am. I, I think he. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about him, and I think they had a pretty good year last year. You know, they, they, um, they lost to uh, Georgia in a close one, and you know they got they got LSU'd, uh, but it was it was a decent game for a while. Um, I think that was their only two losses, and they I was disappointed because they got Virginia in a bowl game, and that kind of sucked. Um, but uh, I, I like them coming out of the. Um, coming out of the East with the, the Georgia quarterback situation. I know, like you said, they're trying to, you know, with JT Daniels getting cleared, but um, they got another kid, Dewan, I think his name's Dewan Mathis. He's out of Michigan. Uh, he should be a red shirt, probably a red shirt freshman. Um, he was a, a commit to Ohio state, then decommitted and um, went down to, went down to Georgia. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I like, uh, Georgia, or I'm sorry, Florida coming out of the East. Um, with the West, yeah, it's easy to be like Alabama. If I had a sleeper and you had him at four, um, but I'd say I say A&M. I know you talk about people opting out and this and that. I mean LSU, they're the they were the like the kings of opting out this year, which is kind of sad to see because uh, they they were had some people coming back. They're, they're talented on both sides of the ball. Um, but yeah, Kellen Mond, right? That's that's the quarterback. He's he has a chance to like kind of run a nice uh, Jimbo Fisher, uh, you know, style offense, if if you want to call it that. I I know Jimbo's had his hands on some good quarterbacks in his day, but uh, um, we'll see. I don't know. I, I just feel like A and M's going to kind of sneak up, finally, kind of contend there in the SEC, and um, I don't want to say shock the world and like put them in the championship game, but. I think they're going to be pesky, and I'd like to see them challenge Alabama, especially in a year. It's 2020, guys. Why not? Fuck it. I don't have any money on it, so why not Florida A&M in the SEC title game? And then, like, the, the winner of that and then Bama make the playoffs. Those oh, two. okay. Bobby, what's your thoughts? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll run through this quickly. Uh, I'm going to start with the East. Um, as I'm looking at it on ESPN, how they have it in the conference standings right now is how I see it playing out. Vanderbilt at the bottom, Tennessee coming in second to last. You know, Tennessee just – they the kings of preseason hype every year, and then they end up losing to, like, Georgia State and BYU at least once a year. So I'm not sold on Tennessee, and I don't really care for Pruitt as a head coach. Coordinator, absolutely. Head coach, he just, I just he's trying to make it like the Alabama of the East, and it's just not working. Uh, South Carolina above them, always love a good Gamecock. Um, they're always good to upset someone once a year, Alabama, Georgia, A&M. They'll pick, they'll pick off someone. Uh, Missouri, uh, new coach in there, kind of getting his style in there. I like what I'm seeing from them when I'm reading on them. Um, not too many athletes, but, you know, it takes a couple years for a coach like that. Kentucky, um, Stoops has built a program there. Now can they take that next step? Can they upset Georgia and Florida? They, they snapped the streak against Florida. Um but can they do it consistently? For me, it comes down to Florida and Georgia. Um, it's going to come down to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Not sure if that'll actually be held in Jacksonville this year or at one of the two respective stadiums. That'll be yet to see. Um, I just don't if, – if Georgia had Jamie Newman, uh, instead of him opting out, it'd be Georgia. But without him, 
Um, you know, I don't, I'm not sold on JT Daniels. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing him become the quarterback there and kind of keep them irrelevant for another year or so. Um, and then Florida, Florida's just got an all around team right now. Uh, Mullen is a great coach. I like what they've done. Um, so I got Florida coming out of the East. Hey, side Uh, note, side note real quick. That game is still being played in Jacksonville as of now. Now, I don't know about fans, but they, that Mm -hmm. is, they are keeping on a neutral site. Good deal. Uh, going to the West, you know, the West loses two superstar quarterbacks, two all-time college football quarterbacks in Tua and Joey. Um, but they bring in two all-time coaches in the lane train down in Ole Miss and Legion, Mississippi State. So the Egg Bowl is going to be the best game of rivalry week this year to me just because of those two guys. Um, I'm not crazy about Arkansas, um, you know, they're going back. Nobody to should be. Yeah. They, so Arkansas was always that team. I was like, man, they remind me so much of Logan in the 90s. They ran the ball well. They had huge offensive linemen. And then they just kind of hit a period of dead. And then just kind of waiting for them to come back up again. So Arkansas in the, in the basement, uh, follow that up with Ole Miss. You know, they got those sweet new powdered blue uniforms they're going to wear this week. Uh, the, Very nice. The, the, the hype on Twitter was awesome. Um, after that, I got LSU. Um, they lose everybody. Um, I'm, I'm not sold on Brennan. He just doesn't look athletic. Um, you know, they don't have – they have Stingley back on defense and I think one returning offensive lineman, one defensive lineman. I'm not sold. You know, Coach O's a great coach. I love Coach O, but this is going to be his toughest year coaching, and I think it's going to reflect with their record. Um, after them, uh, go with Auburn. Um, you know, if you, if you watch The Office, you know, Kevin has that line. If John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'm going to be a very rich man at plus 10,000 odds. Um, <laughs> I'm going to awesome. be a very, I'm going to be a very rich man if Bo Nix ever wins a Heisman. Um, I took that last year. So futures come on down. Uh, we got three more years of Bo Nix at least. I'm going to, I'm just pulling, I'm hoping for that. Um, after Auburn, um, I got Mississippi State. Uh, Kyle wow. top great running back. Um, you know, they had a down year last year, last year with Joe Moorhead, but they still got the athletes there that he recruited, you know. Um, and with Leach's offense, um, I think we're going to see kind of a kind of rejuvenation, kind of like LSU had when uh, Burrow came down. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm high on Mississippi State this year. I almost wanted to pick them to win the West, but I, I couldn't. Um, next, I got the Aggies, uh, you know. The kind of the, the black sheep of the SEC, I would say. Um, them and Missouri coming in, obviously, doesn't really – not your traditional SEC team. They, they had a couple good years, but they've just kind of been in that mid to low tier of the SEC. Um, I like the hire that they got Jimbo. I'm glad they got him out of Florida State just because he was a Notre Dame killer down there. Um, like you said, people opting out. is It's going to matter some. Um but he's got his athletes in, he's got his system in, and it's just a matter of time. Um, so I got them, and then Alabama, like you said, they got a crazy good defense. Um, I think Mac Jones was named the starter. Not crazy about him, so I wouldn't be surprised to kind of see like a week two, three of the SEC schedule here um, of him kind of splitting time or possibly being replaced if he's not performing well or if he's not managing the offense. He's kind of like uh, the last two white quarterbacks they had with uh, – uh, McCarron and uh, Matt Coker. Yeah. Well, and Coker. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, just just kind of, you know, he's got a good arm. He's smart, but he can't make those athletic plays like Tua could. He can't make – he can't – doesn't really instill fear in you like Tua could. Um, so I got Alabama. So Alabama-Florida SEC championship game. Um, I got Florida coming out of this one going to the playoff for the first time. Um, I think Florida comes through either unbeaten or one loss, like I said, to like South Carolina or someone like that. Um, so I got Florida – and they're my only SEC team in my predict playoff prediction right now. Right on. Okay, we'll go. Um, we'll do the week four picks and get out of here real quick. Um, start with the Nooners. Um, noon, Fox, big noon Saturday. Oklahoma, the number three team in the current poll, whatever that's worth. They'll host Kansas State in their Big 12 opener. Sooners, 27 and a half point favorite. Revenge game, of course, K-State beat them last year in Manhattan. Uh, give me the Sooners with, um, you know, Mr. – oh, what the hell's his name? Spencer Rattler. Um, kind of a, a stud, the redshirt freshman. There. QB1, uh, right? He was on that uh, QB1 show, right? Yeah, Q- yeah. He's out of, out of Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. So, I'll go I'll go Sooners. Uh, how say you guys, Bryce? Uh, yeah. Uh, why not? What, what, what do I have to base this off of besides for what, who did Oklahoma play the week one? It was pay-per-view like Southwest Missouri state or some shit like that. Um, who did they play? It was a not, not Missouri state. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Lincoln Riley. He's going to be there for as long as he wants to be. Um, like you say, that dude from Phoenix, like a lot of hype around him. Is he going to be able to like jump in and beat Jalen Hurts or, uh, or, or Baker or somebody like that? No, I, I don't think he's going to be that year one. Uh, he'll get there, but, um, in this game, give me the Sooners, but boy, 28 points. That's a lot of points. Absolutely. Give me a boomer sooner. Give me the points. This game's over by 1230, and I'm on my fourth beer already that day. All right. Uh, actually, a top 25 matchup here in the noon slot. Uh, number 23, Kentucky. Um, they will go to Auburn, take on the Tigers. Auburn, seven and a half point favorites. Again, we don't have anything to base this off from. Uh, I like Auburn at home, but maybe I might gamble on Kentucky here uh, just because it's a crapshoot, but uh, I think Auburn wins a close on Bobby House that year. Uh, I like uh, in this one, I got Kentucky, the return of touchdown Terry. Uh, so excited to see him back and play at quarterback. Uh, you know, like I said, nothing to go off of here. Um, I think Kentucky just comes in ready to play and just shocks Auburn at home. Uh, I like it. That's bold. Uh, but last time I checked, Kentucky's a basketball school. So, uh, war damn eagle. And um, give me the give me the Tigers. All right, let's move to the 3.30 window of games. Um, sorry, Lowell Vaughn Pitt. You didn't make the cut this week. Um, Mississippi State at number six, LSU. LSU, 16 and a half point favorite. This is the 3.30 SEC game on CBS. That probably won't end until like 8.15 Eastern time. But um, I, I'm i going to do it. Upset. Give me Mississippi State. They pull it off. Outright upset. Leach wins his debut. Bryce, you start. What do you say? 
You say Mississippi State versus LSU? Yes. 16-point favorite for the Tigers? Yep, in Death Valley. Mm. Yeah, I think um, I think Mississippi State covers it. But okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think LSU will probably still end up winning. Bobby? Yeah. If, if this was uh, a 7.30, 8 o'clock game in Death Valley, I'd probably pick the Tigers. Uh, like I said, I'm high on the Bulldogs, so I'm rolling with them. Um, that spread 16 and a half. Obviously, that's 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 just free money right there. And then, you know, as I'm saying that, I'm rolling with the Bulldogs. Their money line is plus 550. Uh, so stacking those two, that if that uh, pulls off, that's a good payday right there on one single game, especially early season. Nothing to base it off of. You know, LSU has nothing really coming back. Why not? All right, here's another game I think is free money. I will stay in the 330 window. Number 14, Cincinnati, the one and a Bearcats will host the 22nd ranked. They're the cadets to me. I know they're going by the Black Knights, but they'll always be the cadets to me. The United States Army will invade Cincinnati, the 2-0 Army football team, 22nd ranked. They're a 13.5-point underdog. Lock it up. I'm taking the cadets. Army plus the points. Maybe they won the game outright. Triple option. They've already played two games. Love it. Bobby, how say you? Uh, my family, my uh, my in-laws live in Annapolis, home of the Naval Academy. So, And then, obviously, the, the rivalry we have with the Irish and Navy. Um, so, I'm, I got I can't I can't pull for Army in this one. Um, I don't if that makes me un-American, so be it. But I got the Bearcats in this one, the Fighting Fickles. Price your old yeah, boy. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make you un-American. Luke Fickles about as American as it gets. Um, you know, I really like what they've done down there. Marcus Freeman, a uh, hell of a defensive coordinator, um, another Buckeye, but. Um, yeah, and, and and Army's only ranked because there's no Big Ten teams there, right? Like that's this wouldn't be a ranked matchup any other time. Not saying Army's not good, but this early in the season, it's ranked because they're ranked because the Big Ten's not playing. You guys agree? I can agree. I yeah, so, I do I do too. Yeah. So there's that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, go go Luke. Go Adam Sandler. Um, <laughs> hey, why don't you guys need to bring him back? To Columbus as head coach, that's that's uh, what I would like to see. That'd be great. Yeah, as much as I, I like Luke Fickle, um, <laughs> not that Ryan, much. Brian Day is a fucking is is a bona fide stud. Again, he'll. I love like what he says. He just like wants to like raise his family here. His son like you know goes to like an old Tangy school and just wants to be here forever. That's what he says, and I I believe him. I don't think he'll go knocking on NFL doors anytime soon. I know like that was a rumor for a minute, but like hey. Give me Ryan Day all the time. He seems like he does everything right, just kind of like Trestle uh, did. And hopefully Ryan Day's not like a shady bastard behind the scenes. But uh, um, his recruiting skills are, are – I never thought they would get better than, you know, Urban. But uh, surprise, <laughs> they are. It's insane. So, yeah, anyway, back to back to Cincinnati Bearcat football. Uh, give me the Bearcats. All right, final game of the week. We'll focus on the Florida State Seminoles 0-1. Their new head coach, Mike Norvell, has COVID. He will not be on the sidelines for this game. But they will go into Miami, take on the 12th-ranked Hurricanes. They are 2-0. Coming off that impressive win at Louisville, Louisville, however you want to say it. Uh, The Canes, 11-point favorites. I love the Noles. Not the win, 
but it's a rivalry game. I don't care what the circumstances are. I think Miami's actually letting some fans in too to Hard Rock or whatever they're calling it. But rivalry game, Knowles will play for Norvell and play for the rivalry game and keep it closer than the experts think. Bryce, what's uh, your thoughts? I don't think I don't think it's close. I think Miami's actually really good this year. I mean, yeah, from what we saw, I'm 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 high on them. They do this every year, I think, but. Uh, uh, I, I I thought they looked good both sides of the ball. Um, Louisville had a lot of breakdowns to where it was like I'm sorry, Louisville had a lot of breakdowns um, <laughs> on defense that these guys are just wide open. So there's that. But uh, they they looked kind of they, I don't say they looked scary. They looked competitive. Um, but again, how good is uh, Louisville? So uh, give me the give me the Canes. Yeah, I'm gonna roll right with you on that one. Miami surprised the hell out of me in that game against the Cardinals. Uh, so I, I honestly didn't give him a chance going into that game and then flipped it on. Derek King hasn't missed a beat. Um, the dude's an amazing leader, uh, better than I thought he would be in Miami. Um, you know, Manny Diaz is a good coach. He's not a great coach. You know, I think he's good for an eight, nine win team a year. Is that going to be good enough for the Miami faithful, though? Yet to be seen. Uh, one thing that's kind of surprised me, um, Miami has beaten Florida State four straight times. Uh, didn't realize that. I thought Florida State, I thought it was like an every other year thing. Um, so I think Miami just keeps it going five in a row. And I think we see the turnover chain early and often in this one. All right. Um, one more thing and then we'll get out of here. Um, no need to dive too deep into it. But uh, we celebrated the Big Ten's return last week. Uh, we'll do a preview, more comprehensive preview for them, I promise you guys, as we draw closer to that season. But uh, the MAC, the Mountain West, and the Pac-12 all eyeing uh, fall return dates. I uh, heard the MAC is kind of similar maybe to what the Big Ten done Uh when it comes to starting that October 24th, uh, maybe Halloween weekend, the week after, uh, Mount West is completely adopting the idea of the Big Ten. Six games and then playing wherever you finish in your division, playing that crossover for the last week of the season. And uh, the Pac-12 as well, I heard their start date could be November 7th. Um, And then playing clear into the 12th and then that week of the 19th of December, doing a, kind of that crossover um, weekend. So just wanted to get that out there. Uh, Bobby, uh, any thoughts? And then Bryce, uh, you can close this out. Yeah, I'll just be quick. Only one I've got is the Mac should absolutely come back and play every game on Tuesday and Wednesday night under the lights and just make everything much more better during this time of COVID. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm all for uh, more football. Uh, I love the Mac. Uh, gives you kind of something to look forward to in the middle of the week when there's a little bit of a lull. I mean, I don't care who's playing. Uh, it's a fun game, you know, to turn on and just and just watch. Usually you get some really good matchups with a lot of schools that we're uh, close to. So, uh, and, and I know we didn't touch on it, but um, I just want to say rest in peace to uh, the Road Warriors. Uh, well, uh, Animal, Mr. Uh, was it uh, Laurinaitis? Yep. Is it t- t- yep. Tom Laurinaitis. What's his name? What's it? What's a uh... James? Well, no, James. James's dad. Uh, he passed away this morning. Or yeah, last I night. saw that. So just uh, going back to 
uh, you know, some late 80s, early 90s wrestling. Uh, oh, oh, what a rush. Oh, what a rush. I mean, man. Iconic. It's, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, I know, like, these guys, like, killed their bodies, but sucks to see somebody die at 60 that's, like, probably Absolutely. a really, really good dude, you know? So that, that kind of bummed me out hearing that this morning. kind of put me in a shitty mood. But uh, um, anyway, on that note. Well, I guess that's the show. I mean, um, follow the show on Twitter, at Podcock PCAST, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, like I said, Big Ten Preview, down the hatch. I don't know, maybe next week. We'll have to see how this week does uh, when it comes to storylines and what to talk about. But um, anyway, Bobby, any famous last words? And uh, give me give me a race prediction for this week's NASCAR race real quick. Uh, yeah, we're going back to Las Vegas, Sunday night race. Um, you know, I got to pull for my guy. He's on a winless streak this year, dating back to Homestead last year for the championship. I got Kyle Busch winning on his home home, home racetrack. Right on. Um, Me too. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Bryce, how many goals does uh, or do the Bolts win by tonight, game three? Um, I imagine they're probably up by three right now, but um, I'd say they win by four. Four, four goals – for the for the Bolts and uh, the Browns are going to be a winning football team come Monday morning. All right. Well, uh, good luck to everybody out there, to your team, um, your bets. Have fun, stay safe, and uh, we'll be back next week. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Go Blue. Hey, go Bucks. Go Irish.